It's a special week on the Three Martini Lunch. We're talking midterms, answering your questions, and much more. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. Does Kevin Kleinsmith count in that case? I'm curious. Not for me. When you when you're when you're having a discussion about uh, when you're having a discussion about agents and integrity, Kevin Kleinsmith. No. What about you guys? Remember Kevin Kleinsmith? Kevin Kleinsmith was the agent who was convicted of altering a CIA email, and. Uh, that was the Carter Page investigation. Remember that? What about, oh, what's his name? Oh, Peter Strzok. You guys remember him? He looked like if a Keebler elf was possessed, that's Peter Strzok. I'm just, so Peter Strzok, no? That's a no, Kane? No, no? not for me. Uh, what about Lisa Page? Oh, no. Everybody remembers Lisa Page, right? Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. Uh, were the agents that were texting about how to essentially overthrow an election. And they they were involved. In fact, Peter Strzok was instrumental in Crossfire Hurricane. And you know how that went. He ended up, get, he was the guy who was, uh, before he testified before uh, the, before Congress. And he was, he looked like a nut job. What about Andy McCabe? Yeah, no, 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 no Andy McCabe either? No. Now, if you remember, Andy McCabe, there's so many of them. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to keep track at this point. Andy McCabe was the agent who had also leaked information. He leaked a bunch of stuff out. All these people were leaking. Uh, and not only he was leaking stuff out, he was, uh, and this was also considered classified material. He apparently lied under oath. He was this big, I mean, th- there's, there's, there's a lot about him. 
So not him. Okay. So not Andy McKay. James, uh, James Comey? Oh, no. James Comey, the guy who had also leaked stuff to the press, like Andy McCabe. Andy McCabe, by the way, also wanted conservatives to be treated like, quote, domestic terrorists. That was that was that came out in a memo. Hmm. James Comey, he leaked to the press. You guys remember James Comey. His name is, you know, uh, what about the whistleblowers accusing the Bureau of suppressing information about the investigation of Hunter Biden for the benefit of his dad's campaign? Hmm. All those whistleblowers that have come come forward in recent weeks, according to a number of senators, they want to have hearings on this. No, no. Uh, so forgive me. Because, well, actually, I don't give a damn if you forgive me. I'm not going to be lectured to by an agency that classified parents as they tagged them in counterterrorism investigations as domestic terrorists because they were speaking out as is their right to do at their school board meetings. So the agency that classified parents as domestic terrorists, the agency whose whose officials had forged emails trying to undermine a free and fair election and compromise innocent Americans and spy on them. They're upset because some people are questioning the integrity of the FBI. I don't even think you need to question the integrity of the FBI anymore because these agents and their actions, their behavior, and the absolute refusal of the AG and leadership at large to hold them accountable, to condemn it, that destroyed the FBI's integrity. And how dare you or anyone else in that agency impugn the characters of the people that it is supposed to serve and protect? Welcome to the show. Happy Friday to you. Dana Lash here, your lovable curmudgeon. I love how Democrats are all about defunding the police, and then suddenly they turn into back the blue when it has to do with corrupt FBI officials. I saw this yesterday with Chris Ray putting out a statement. The FBI had a statement. They put it out that, uh, oh, these people are being mean. I wrote about this in the newsletter last night, if you'd received it. They had, they had issued a statement. They were very upset with the things that people were saying. You guys are saying mean words. No mean words. It is shameful. Absolutely shameful. Yeah, they had their statement from Ray that they issued uh, yesterday evening. The statement said, Unfounded attacks on the integrity of the FBI erode respect for the rule of law and are a grave disservice to the men and women who sacrifice so much to protect others. Violence and threats against law enforcement, including the FBI, are dangerous and should be deeply concerning to all, to all Americans. Every day I see the the men and women of the FBI doing their jobs for blah, 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 blah. You called everybody terrorists because they were parents speaking out of their kids' school board meetings. Sit the hell down. The American people don't work for this agency and i'm i just was just it's just insane this this is getting even crazier so today on the show uh we got to cut well we're going to get into a number of things the irs aspect of it we're also going to talk about the latest developments of this raid i have eric schmidt who's going to be joining us later on in the program as well the attorney general's five minute statement he didn't give any he didn't take any questions which i told you he wasn't going to uh and it contradicted when he came out and said oh i'm the guy who did it yeah i signed it that contradicted that source remember that sourced piece from newsweek 
He didn't take any questions. He said, I did it. It's me. It's me. I was the person who did it. Audio soundbite six. This is convenient for him. Listen to this. Federal law, longstanding department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they do. But now he has finally moved to, dec- to uh, he ordered the court to unseal the warrant. Now, here's the thing that everybody doesn't understand with Trump. They're like, oh, Trump's got it. Trump's got an, an affidavit, but it doesn't list the reason for the warrant. I mean, these I love that Twitter and people on social media and your your dumb relatives on your in your Facebook comments all love pretending to be attorneys. I actually was asking people about this last night and this morning because I love pretending and I identify as a biologist and an attorney sometimes. It is um, it's it is uh, amazing the 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 narratives that the left goes with. So he he actually doesn't have any of the re- that's why we need the re- this Rosetta Stone unsealed. The readout's supposed to be today at some point from what I understand. Now, here's the other thing that came out. Apparently, it's supposed to be because there were nuclear documents. Did you guys hear? Nuclear documents about classi- classified nuclear documents. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what it is. So wait a minute. You're telling me. Let me just, let me just let me lay this out. It was widely reported that the feds were meeting with Trump at the beginning of this year. Right? They met him at Mar-a-Lago. They had, their, they had their discussion. They had their sit-down. In fact, it was so cordial. They all were sitting down and hanging out. They got a tour of the place, tour of the pool. Wall Street Journal wrote a big thing on it. CBS, Miami Herald. And at one point, Trump went into, he stopped by the dining room when they went back inside. And they were getting ready to have, you know, some water, some coffee, who knows. And he had told them, the quote was, anything you need, you let us know. Boy, that's really sounds like that's a guy who's going to destroy documents and try to. Now, here's the big thing. You're telling me. Let's just presume that this is even accurate. Again, this is the agency that thinks you're all terrorists because you speak up for your, your kids and grandkids. Let's just pretend that this is accurate. Are you telling me that the U.S. government lost classified nuclear information and for 18 months had no idea that it was in Melania's closet with her shoes? Is that what you're telling me? Because that's what I'm hearing from these people. I mean, they they ran they ransacked her closet, you know, which is exactly where you keep your nuke docs, Kane. That's where the nuke docs are. That's standard. Yeah, standard. I mean, I also keep my important documentation in my shoes. And that Trump was totally out of the loop and didn't even know that he had this information. That's the other thing I'm expected to believe. Really. Because it was so important that they waited 18 months, right? And that they went in under the veil of needing to get just some classified information relating to the National Archives. They used that excuse. I'm not buying it. Are you buying it? Jiminy Christmas. Look, for the people who hate Trump and think this is great, this erosion of rule of law, Boy, oh boy, I can't wait to get your first comment when you get raided in the middle of the night with a no-knock because someone accused you of having drugs in your house. Oh, I'm going to be there for that. Oh, I can't wait. Enjoy it. Enjoy standing out in your front yard in your underwear, freezing your ass off while people ransack your house because somebody said that you had something in a no-knock, right? Or wait till you get red flagged. I mean, that's, that's what these people don't get. 
again, I, I say this somewhat facetiously, but also as a joke. You could have somebody like me as president. I sure as I would drag you outside in your underwear in the morning and I'd tip off the cameras and I'd try to ruin your life politically because I'm petty. That's why I should never run for higher office. I would do that to you. I'm honest and I would say it. And not to you out there, but you know, our opposition. I'm honest about it. And I'm only somewhat joking. This is, it, it, now Trump responded and he said that this was, he's like, it's a hoax. He said it was a hoax. He didn't, he like rail. I just don't, I, regardless of what he says, I just don't buy it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Furthermore, let me add to you that if Merrick Garland is considering an actual charge related to the Presidential Records Act or anything like this, man, that's going to be petty. Because there are other presidents that have had issues with this. Case in point, Barack Obama. He was supposed to have something like 30,000 files digitized and uploaded to the National Archives, and that's never happened. And you could say the same thing here. It's not whataboutism. It's called consistency. And if there isn't consistency, then there is apparent favoritism. And if there is apparent favoritism, then that is indicative of political targeting. Do not be gaslit by these blockheads and that's whataboutism. That's a lame argument for people. For, that's Someone who's guilty says that. So this, and it's not just him. I've got a number of things. You, do you want me to go back in history with the Clintons? Man, they got in trouble with some stuff. Nope, they didn't, never got raided. They never got raided. Furthermore, the first subpoena that was sent out, there was a subpoena. That was at the first of the year. That's when they met with him. That subpoena was answered cordially. A second one did not go out. It's my whole point. This is just, it's crazy. So this is how we're going to break down the show today. We're going to explain all of this. Uh, how, the, how the judge has ordered the DOJ must respond to that motion for the Mar-a-Lago. They're, they're, supposed to, they're supposed to unseal it. And it's funny because, you know, if you want to have a conversation about nuke documents, Buzz Patterson, who was uh, uh, in politics and he was a pilot and all this stuff, um, he remembered that Bill Clinton, do you remember Bill Clinton and the nuclear codes? They went missing for a short time. Okay. He wasn't raided. Buzz Patterson said, just a reminder, Bill Clinton actually lost the nuclear codes during my tenure with him. We were not raided. You know, if you want to talk about some consistency, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about the previous unsuccessful attempts that make it to where we don't believe Mayor Garland now. The latest with the CDC's theater for coronavirus and the IRS, everything that you want to know about the special agent division, about them being armed, everything. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast. 
and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. Well, this is a crazy freak accident. A 63-year-old beachgoer was killed when she was impaled by a beach umbrella after strong winds lifted the pole out of the sand and drove it into her chest in front of her horrified friends who had screamed at her to duck. This is horrible. Tammy Peralt. She was at Garden City Beach, and she died uh, She died about an hour later at the hospital from chest trauma. And it was near Scotty's Beach Bar. Uh, apparently, it was a hangout where she was a regular. But the wind just apparently, everyone said duck, and it was just one of those freak accidents. And she was kind of in the line of fire, and it impaled her. That's horrifying. Um, oh, my gosh. That's that's absolutely horrifying. That's horrible. Uh, let's see. This, this is an interesting story. This um, There was a study done that said secret spending by spouses may actually strengthen the relationship. A girlfriend of mine sent me this study as like a joke because, and she also sent it to her husband. And I'm like, secrets, because she's one of those people who always goes to Ulta and Sephora and buys everything. And then he's like, where are you getting all of these things? It's that. Uh, but they, I think it's the study, it's from the Journal of Consumer Psychology. They're talking about not like major spending items. You know what I mean? Just like like smaller stuff, like basically what my friend was explaining. Uh, but they said that 90% of participants were able to call a recent secret consumer behavior. That's kind of dumb. I think this whole story, this whole study is kind of weird, isn't it? It's like, you know, that's just called like, you know, a partnership and you're going out and you have to purchase things or maybe you want to, I don't know, weird. Uh, I get this. Uh, this is, well, happened earlier a little bit, actually, right before we came to air. Salman Rushdie was attacked on a lecture stage in New York. There's been a fatwa on him for as long as I can remember. Uh, but an Associated Press reporter witnessed a man confront him on stage and then either punching him or stabbing him. Uh, like up to 10 or 15 times as he was being introduced. He was pushed or fell to the floor. We don't know anything else other than just simply that. So coming up, the latest on the raid. I'll break down everything that you want to know about the armed special agents within the IRS. Stick with us. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out keltechweapons.com. That's K E L T E C weapons.com. Keltech, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. The president and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned that last month our economy had 0% inflation. In July, we saw a drop in gas prices and a range of other goods like clothing and airfares and household appliances. 
Well, that's not true. If it was 0%, why do we need this damn thing anymore to begin with? I made that point last night on Fox. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Friday. Yeah, that was the point I made last night on Fox. I'm like, why if it's zero? I mean, if we're at 0%, why do we even still need this at all anyway, right? Why do we need the, in the uh, what is it, the, the, the broke back better bill? Which is really what this inflation thing is. It's not... Uh, Let's be real. This has nothing to do with reducing inflation. It's going to add to it. So I sent out, I sent out, I sent out a couple of things this week. One related to the IRS. I had a piece about Merrick Garland not being the victim. Uh, and we're going to come back to all of that. But one of these stories that I see really circulating, and I wanted to talk about it. I only touched on it last night with Brian Kilmeade, who was filling in for Tucker. This, it's the story about the IRS and these agents that you've been seeing everywhere. Now, first and foremost, you hear this. I, I want to bring this up. You hear, because this is all related. So in the bill that they're passing, it has to go, it's going through the Senate one last time, but for all intents and purposes, it's done. It's a done deal. This, this bill, uh, the Build Back Better Now, it's the inflation tax climate, whatever the hell it is, or uh, God knows what else is in it, Bill. Is that what Joe Biden said? Yeah, that's it. So... They keep saying in this, they keep saying in this thing that it's, or in terms of describing it, everybody from Janet Yellen to, you just heard Kamala Harris, the VP, they say that it's, you know, we have 0%, inflation 0%, and it's not going to tax anybody over $400,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the, that's not true. First off, it's so not true. Secondly, it's so not true. I wanted to bring your attention to the Crapo Amendment. Now, this was something that was uh, at the beginning. Of, actually, it was at the beginning of this month. And they had, do you, you know the marathon vote, the Votorama that they had earlier, just like a, a week and a half ago? Okay, so at, during the Votorama, that was an actual thing where they had a ton of different procedural votes and all kinds of stuff. Democrats passed, uh, Senate Democrats, they had this marathon voting, and that's when Kamala, you know, she broke the tie, had to go through the House, just the reconciliation, and then... I mean, it's all it's all done, essentially. So this is actually last week. There was uh, there was another amendment. It was the third amendment that was offered on the bill. And it was sponsored by Senator Mike Crapo of Idaho. And the specific the specific nature of this amendment was to block the IRS from auditing individuals and business owners with income under $400,000. Now, I've actually read, and for our radio staff, it's actually linked on the rundown. I've read the text. I've read the, the versions, all the versions. I've read the, it's very simple. I mean, it's literally just to prevent the IRS uh, to from auditing taxpayers that make below $400,000. Because as we've discussed, and this is from the IRS's own data, I had some dits who was trying to tell me that that it wasn't current numbers, and then they used a screenshot that literally said 2021, my point stands. But back in 2021, as you know, a little over half of the audits were people who made $75,000 and under. And so this, it was the Third Amendment that was offered, and it was Mike, Cra- Mike Crapo, a Republican a senator from Idaho. And he had sponsored this amendment. They put it forward, and Democrats immediately killed the damn thing. Huh? Yes, they killed it. And the, and the nature, this wasn't, there wasn't any poison pills in this. It's, you, you know, you can go to Senate.gov and you can literally look it up. That's, I mean, you can read the, you can read the, uh, the amendment number. You can read all, any version of it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
And it was a very simple thing. There was no, nothing else attached to it. It wasn't like, we're also going to add funds for the border wall or we're going to, you know, whatever. It was just straight, we're going to prevent the IRS from auditing individuals and business owners with income under $400,000. And they defeated it. They absolutely said no. They cut it. They nixed it. Absolutely not. So that's that was that's a little telling, don't you think? So this idea that there's going that they're going to have this, you know, uh, that they they were going to protect people who made under four hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's a bunch of BS. The House version of the legislation, and I only it only changed a bit, but it still is basically boilerplate. This is in it's in the bill, and the House the House version of the legislation says that nothing in this subsection is intended to increase taxes on any taxpayer with a taxable income below $400,000. So, what? You're telling, so nothing is intended? Does that sound to you like some kind of ironclad promise that they're not going to go after people who make $400,000 or under? Of course it doesn't. And so, keep that in mind, the language in the bill. And then I want you to, again, reconsider the Crapo Amendment, which was offered to protect people who made $400,000 and under, and it was killed by Democrats in the Senate. They said no. It was the Third Amendment offered in the Votorama. They said no. So this lie is just that. Absolutely, they're going to go after people who make under $400,000. Of course they will. I mean, they're, they're, they're absolutely going to do this. I had um, the Crapo Amendment, too. He's, I mean, it was, it was very simple. He was like, why would, the, he goes, why would the legislative text say the funding isn't intended to target taxpayers below that threshold? I mean, that's just really weird language. If you're telling people that you can guarantee them that it, this is not going to target people who make $400,000 or under, then why is the language such? Exactly. Because they will. That's the whole point, folks. They, they're going to. Now, I want to touch on this aspect of it that gets into the armed nature of some of these agents. Now, this, I, there's a, there was a, I was looking at uh, the number of, they call them non-defense department federal officers that can make arrests and carry firearms. Uh, court, when the, back in uh, 2016, the, Wall Street Journal wrote a piece on this. Why does the IRS need guns? And they noted at the time that the number of non-defense department federal officers authorized to make arrests and carry firearms exceeded the number of U.S. Marines, 200,000 to 182,000. Now, that was back in 2016, but still, that's pretty unbelievable, correct? Forbes had a really good piece on this as well because they, there was a GAO study that came out in 2018, and it looked at purchases, inventory controls of firearms, ammunition, and tactical equipment. Because the IRS has actually some of their special agents, they carry fully automatic machine guns. Now, you have, you have auditors, you have other age, you know, officials, agents. This is specifically their special agent division. Not that that makes it any different, but I, I just want to make sure that I'm not giving you the impression that every single person who works in the IRS carries a gun. They don't, but they absolutely do for some reason have a special agent division, which, I mean, I, you know, the context is great, but how does that make it better? You know what I mean? Do you know the National Park Service has a SWAT team? SWAT. Now, let me explain that. National Park Service has a SWAT team. I know someone who was on it. 
Now, this is what I find interesting. It's like structured through NPS and not really through DEA because their job was actually to go through parks. Um, like, for instance, in California, where they were growing like mushrooms and then and weed. And, you know, because if the government can't if the government will legalize it uh, and make a deal with you as long as they can regulate it, they'll only legalize it if they can regulate it. And then when they regulate it, they're going to regulate it to death. And that means sending the NPS SWAT team after you if you're doing something wrong. No, for real. It's like a big thing. Uh, anyway, I just don't know why that's not through the DEA. But there's a number of these divisions that have this, right? Here's what's crazy. So it's this is the Criminal Investigation Division. That's what the IRS's Special Agent Division is called. And so they, they're allowed. They have, you know, fully automatic machine guns. There was another really interesting survey that came out or survey, an IG report, actually. It was the IG for the Treasury. And they discovered that from 2009 to 2011, IRS agents actually discharged their guns 11 times during that period, accidentally. In fact, the IG report, from that period, says that the IRS, the their special criminal investigation division agents, fired their guns accidentally more times than they did intentionally. And some of the misfires actually caused property damage or personal injury. Interesting. In fact, one of these came out in a case called United States v. Adams. And there was a guy who was fighting the IRS, and he was bringing up the fact that they were armed, etc. I mean, this is, this is it's, a, it's a part of the IRS, it's a division that's, that's, you know, like a criminal action, not so much a civil action the way I under, understand it. But it's still why. You know, why do you, why do you need this? Why do you need any of these? I mean, you, why do you even need the IRS? I said abolish the IRS on Fox last night. Why do you need the IRS even? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's theft. And so I wanted to make sure that you had that context. I still don't, I don't, they spent a lot too uh, on firearms, there's all kinds of studies that show how much they've spent a different um, different accountability reports for the IRS. Like, for instance, another uh, GAO, Government Accountability Office, from 2005 to 2014, they spent $11 million on guns, ammo, military equipment. It's pretty amazing. And so they had this, this job posting that they put up, and they deleted it. They were seeking applicants willing to use deadly force. Now, that signals that they're not just looking to hire additional auditors, you know, like people to, you know, go over and audit you and all this stuff. They're not just looking for those people. They're looking also for the people to enforce it. They're looking for the people who are going to be showing up at your door to collect. That's what they're looking. They're looking for. Now, they can try to explain this if they want to, but it doesn't make any sense. They deleted this job posting. This all happened on Wednesday, and it was for, again, their criminal investigation division. The C, this, their CI is what it's called. And they said, and it, and it listed everything as a special agent. You will combine your accounting skills with law enforcement skills, investigate financial crimes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They had the major duties you need to be able to carry, et cetera. Very interesting. They also have special agent attaches in 11 different foreign countries. I just think it's weird. The IRS uh, National Review apparently asked why they deleted this and they didn't really say anything. But this idea that they're not going to go after people that make under $400,000, how do you think that they're going to pay for everybody's, everybody's electric vehicles, all the rich people's electric vehicles. They got to shake down the middle class to pay for all the rich people's electric vehicles. So this is what they got to do. They got to shake down the, they got to shake down the, uh, the little guys to go out to go get this. So this, um, it's pretty unbelievable. So of course they're going to go after people who make $400,000 and under. And they have to expand the IRS to do this. And so 
part of that job posting was they're looking for people to be a part of their 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 criminal investigation division in addition to the uh, more people to audit the language does not guarantee it in the bill it just says it's not intended they nixed the crapo amendment that would have absolutely shielded taxpayers that made under four hundred thousand dollars so what does that tell you you can have all these people go out there and say six ways to Sunday that they're not going to be targeting people that make under $400,000, but everything I just told you says otherwise. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at Chapter and Verse or Substack called Chapter and Verse. All kinds of good stuff going out there. I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not surprised that Merrick Garland said the stuff that he said. I'm not. I mean, I'm really not. It's it's just. Uh, how can I say? Bean, the beans that you got to have going out there. Oh, we're the victims. You've been kicking people in the face for over a decade, dude. Come on. Really? What about the I mean, the, what about the whistleblowers that just came out suppressing accused of suppressing information about the investigation. That's what gets me, because you have whistleblowers, rank and file, FBI, who are livid about this. They thought that they were joining an agency that was supposed to be about protecting people, and it's not. It's about protecting Democrats. I don't want to, I mean, I hate, it sounds so dang partisan, but if there were Republicans doing it, I would say it. But there's not. I don't have anything to, you know, no, I don't need to carry any water for any, I'm not a consultant who needs to fear Republican disfavor in order to, you know, pay my bills. So I just, I, I don't, I think the whole damn thing needs, should it be abolished? I'm kind of leaning that way. I mean, I definitely think the IRS should. And all of this stuff, all of this information that I have, it's over at the, uh, it's up at the newsletter. All of this is. But it is pretty amazing to me. This you know, I wrote about this. I, I said, because I, I wanted to speculate as to this raid. Because Trump called the whole thing a witch hunt. Who does this benefit? Because in Washington, typically, when you're trying to figure out who's behind a political hit, it's kind of an Occam's razor sort of answer, right? Democrats are repeatedly surveyed. They don't want a Biden 2024 campaign or presidency. And I, may, I, may, I speculated this the other day. They only will go with him if the GOP nominee is Trump. Because... He's the only Democrat competitive with Trump. Maybe not anymore. 
I mean, it's a really risky, stupid Rube Goldberg kind of way to secure your party's nomination by unifying the entire GOP and a bunch of civil civil libertarians and a bunch of moderate Democrats around your potential opponent all to force your party's hand. I don't think that they're that. I don't think that they have the courage to be that risky, and I don't think that they're that smart to do so. I be, but, but I mean, this is Joe Biden, who once said that Hunter Biden was the smartest person he knew. So maybe the stunt was Hunter's idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just Democrats doing their thing and getting too far over their skis and falling on all over their strategy, as they tend to do. The one thing that is absolutely for certain, without question, is that it is a political hit. And Trump is not the only rhetorical casualty here for the rest of us it was that remnant of faith that we had if there was even remnant left in our institutions that's gone i have seen more republicans openly calling for the abolishment of the fbi and the irs than i've ever seen before and it wasn't these people aren't the the these agencies aren't being targeted because of political targeting. They're being criticized because of their political targeting. And if that's all they seem to do anymore, while you have all of these, you know, mass casualty killers and everyone else who are known to law enforcement, FBI that are running around and this is what they're doing, maybe it's time for that conversation to abolish them. We'll talk about that more. Stick with us. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. The FBI is a conservative-leaning law enforcement oh, organization, and we've yeah, sort of like lost the, lost the thread on that in the past six years. These attacks against the FBI, these attacks against the most important federal law enforcement agency Less than in America. 24 hours after a peaceful search that they gave them a yeah. heads up on. Peaceful search. It's all legal. It's all lawful. It's not a raid. They didn't, you know, they, they, they're not there improperly or unlawfully. The Justice Department is returning to its historical position as a law enforcement agency above politics trying to do the right thing. I don't think there was any politics involved. This appears to be a nonpartisan process. Because anybody on this set had done done the same thing, the exact same result would have occurred. A judge would not sign off on that if there were not mm-hmm. uh, evidence. Sources to tell me that, you know, there's a reason. They wouldn't go in there if it wasn't really significant. If they didn't, they weren't really concerned mm-hmm. about 
the nature of the classified information that Trump had, sure, yeah. what he might be doing with it, who he might be showing it to. These are real national security concerns. And the fact that a federal judge approved it shows that, hey, they've got something there. We no, just don't, don't know There's what it is. The yeah. former president and his allies are escalating their attacks on the FBI, claiming without any evidence that the investigation is politically motivated. Oh, it is political. That's a montage of all of the media spin of this. In the past couple of days. Welcome back to the program. Second hour of the show here this Friday. I'm Dana Lash. And coming up later on, we're going to speak with Missouri Attorney General and the Missouri Republican nominee for U.S. Senate, Eric Schmidt. But to this, oh, no, 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 no. It absolutely is political. Here's the thing. This sounds like so familiar, right? You have the Department of Justice and you have the FBI and they don't want to give you any other information publicly themselves. They'll, like you had Merrick Garland go out there and talk, go, talk about integrity and all this other stuff. And then he starts, they start leaking. Immediately, they started leaking to the Washington Post. There were, there were a couple of stories that came out yesterday. They immediately started leaking. Who ask no questions. They just run the information that they get as unquestioned truth. I mean, that's... It's, and that's and, because, and we know this because the, the information that they are leaking can only come from people inside the DOJ. So, yeah, it's this is so they went from Marussia. First off, let me just consider where did they go? So they started with Marussia. Right. Remember that. Then I really do think that they messed up the Hunter Biden hookers in Russia with uh, and, and blamed Trump for it. I really do. Then remember the story that they said that Russia was paying bounties for U.S. soldiers and that turned out to be totally false. And then you remember the time that they told everyone that Trump told everyone to drink bleach? Yeah. Do you remember that time that they ran all these stories when Trump was visiting Japan and he was there with their prime minister and they accused him of overfeeding the koi fish in Japan? Yeah. And it turns out that he didn't. It was how the Japanese prime minister was telling him to feed the koi fish. And it's on camera, him telling him to feed the koi fish in that way. Yeah. Do you remember when all the Democrats were out there saying that his election in 2016 was illegitimate? I do. Do you remember when the media accused Trump of tear gassing protesters just so he could get a photo in front of a church holding a Bible? And it turns out that was debunked. Or what about the insurrection? Or what about the story where he was accused of grabbing the wheel of the beast? You know, the presidential armored limo. And that turned out to be totally false. So now it's, well, he's got nuclear weapons. And Kane made a great point. They went through Melania's closet before they went through hunter's laptop because she had nukes in her in her uh dresses or something i don't know man maybe it's what it sounds like you know because it's where everybody keeps their nukes now they needed something better than well he could be an agent we already did that we already did the whole thing where we accused him of being an agent for russia well what next do we have i know let's accuse him of having nukes that's a great idea bob thanks jim high five fed boys for our life so it sounds like that, that seems like that's how that conversation went down. And so now it's this. <laughs> I, um, it's so, I, it's so insane. I, I'm just trying to, under the guise of documents for the National Archives, they, they were looking for nukes? What? Did you know, the here, this is some of the stuff, this is from Town Hall, Matt Vespa. The DOJ is moving to unseal the search warrant. 
And it was all about retrieving these documents for National Archives. Okay. But apparently, like for instance, one of the documents that they had said apparently was critical, and this was when they went and got, this was the stuff that they got the first time around. So when they visited him at the beginning of the year, and they met, and that's when Trump walked in and said, any way we can help, you know, you let us know. Apparently one was a cocktail napkin. Do you know that? Cocktail napkin. And like some letters and stuff like that, you know, they, they got 15 boxes of documents that they already retrieved last winter. And then again in spring. Now, Matt Vespa has more on how President Bill Clinton actually accidentally left the authorization card for our nuclear codes in his suit pocket that was taken for dry cleaning during his presidency. You guys didn't know this, did you? This is from ABC. Oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, it absolutely happened. And they said one of the people who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss its details says agents were conducting a court-authorized search. They were looking at documents for Trump, blah, blah, blah. And then compare this to Clinton leaving, losing the actual codes. And here's the thing. There are a number of different guys who, who served in the Clinton administration who all wrote books after they left, and they all have this story in their books. Did you know that? Buzz Patterson was one of them. Hugh Shelton was another. General Hugh Shelton, he served as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. His, his book, Without Hesitation, he is retelling a story that other people who served in Clinton's administration have already told. So it, and everything's corroborated. They, the, way, the way they said it is that he lost the biscuit in 1999. And he left it, he left it in his suit pocket. Dude. Now, I want you to think, was he raided? Later or any time was Hillary Clinton raided or any no. no. So they so the government decides, you know what? Let's accuse him. And by the government, you mean Democrats. They decide to make up. They just I'm I'm assuming because it's so fantastical. You're telling me they lost nuclear classified nuclear documents. They lost them for 18 months. They had no idea where they were. Are you kidding me? And apparently Trump didn't know. Are you kidding me? And (laughs) Kane, if you're a terrorist, just going to, you know, if you're a terrorist and you're listening to all of this from the government, I mean, you might think it's a fine time to act on that stuff right now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I, whew. It is, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. The, The, all of these, none of this adds up. They have a lot of stuff that they need to explain because if this if they can't justify this, this is one of the biggest screw ups in modern political history. I mean, I'm not kidding. I mean, you had this the New York Times. Said that. Maybe it was a delayed returning of 15 boxes of material. You're going to issue a warrant over a delayed returning then that's see i i still think that this is a fishing expedition and that all they were doing was they were they wanted to go in and see what else they could get on the guise of national archive documents that's what it is anything actionable on january 6th and they've come up empty-handed time and time again after all their theatrics but they have to flex and show their insanely irrational base that they're still on the case Whatever the hell the case is now. 
whatever it is now. They're still on it. Garland, his whole point of going out there and doing this woe is me presser, he wanted to try to flip the script because so far the script has the story where Trump is surging in the polls and he's surging in the polls because he is the perpetual outsider fighting the establishment, fighting the deep state. And this just cements that in the minds of voters. And for those who were previously unpersuaded, they definitely are now thinking about it if they're not convinced already. And so Garland, this was this was damage control done too late. He goes out there and tries to make it, oh, woe is me, woe is my department, we're the victims. But there's no justifying what he did. And there are people on the left questioning it. I mean, the people who are smart enough to see how this could be reversed against them. Here the FBI thought they're going to pull off a raid while Trump was out of town and beat him to the punch in the press. And they didn't think that that was going to blow up in their face. CNN, I've got to, this is what they did. I shared this with you last night. This is how they were trying to spin this. Listen to this flex. Quote, this is a remarkable and unusual move. We essentially saw Merrick Garland call Donald Trump's bluff. I'm sorry, what? Asking the court to, uh, and this was, they said, uh, because he, Merrick Garland asked uh, the court to unseal the warrant. That's the least they could do. To clarify this mess. That's a stupid take. But have you noticed this? They, 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 this was all nothing more than a pretext to look for a bunch of other stuff. This is not an own. I love how these people try to set up every single scenario. Well, Trump should release the warrant if he's got nothing to fear. Except he doesn't have the warrant and the affidavit doesn't give any reasons and he can't unseal the warrant. That takes a court order to do so. I mean, you know, this aid, Ray, you know, Pig Latin was supposed to be kept on the down low. But no, they demanded time is of the essence. We got to get in there. We got to get to these documents before Trump destroyed them. Well, then their whole plan of trying to get in, going in there when he was out of town to beat him to the punch in the press completely undermines that excuse. Do you see how they step all over their own logic and explanations? If they thought he was going to destroy them, why did they wait 18 months? Oh, well, it's not that anymore. Now it's because it's a nuclear documents. Did you see how this first it went from National Archive material like the dorks that are work like the light, the glorified federal librarians at National Archives. I don't mean to say dorks. That's not so much a pejorative, but for the love. Uh, first, it was that. Then it was, oh, they were worried Trump was going to destroy him. But we waited 18 months. And then now it's well, it was because we lost all this nuclear information. He's stu- he's got nukes in, fu- in Florida. That's what it is. Hey, did Dick Cheney tell them that that's where their weapons of mass destruction are? Oh. Could have been. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. You know, just asking some questions. The whole the whole thing is just is is wild. They, he nobody even knows um, if a crime was committed. But have you noticed what the left has done too? Now they're like, oh, here comes. Uh, uh, oh, Garland's coming. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna unseal this. Merrick Garland's gonna get you. Own a uh, checkmate, just like the whole Mueller is coming. I heard that over and over again from the left, didn't you? Because people didn't like my opinions about Second Amendment. They told me Mueller was coming after me for some stupid reason. I'm like, let him come, Pfft. and he never did. He retired. Aw, tears of a clown. <sighs> I have a whole bunch more on this. I want to make sure we have time for headlines, though, too, because I, we've got to get into what I want to speculate a little bit until we get like at the readout on all this stuff. 
because we're supposed to. I mean, we might know today when we're on air. We're going to discuss all of this. We're also going to get into the the fight between Greg Abbott and Eric Adams has escalated. And I am here for this. Oh, wait until you hear the language that these whiners. I thought they loved people coming across the border legally or illegally. And I thought that they had sanctuary cities. Well, now they're whining about it. We're going to talk about this. I've got a million. I got wokery for you. Um, We have. Do you trust your FBI? Did you hear about the other attempted Fed napping plot? Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm here with Rossi's. It's a special week on the Three Martini Lunch. We're talking midterms. A year since Biden's disaster in Afghanistan. We'll preview Jim's new novel and we'll answer your questions. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Proving once again, ladies and gentlemen, that woke turns everything to crap. Shakespeare's Globe Theater, and you know J.K. Rowling already weighed into this. They're accused of violating history by portraying Joan of Arc, Jean d'Arc, as a non as non-binary in a new play, using the pronouns they and them. Yeah, that's going to depict. Jean as non-binary give her the then they pronouns they actually tweeted about it uh, their theater like, yeah, said our new play I Joan shows Joan as a legendary leader who uses the pronouns they them we are not the first to present Joan this way and we won't be the last so you also like not making money it's just dumb I don't understand what they have with the idea of feminist feminism strength or not femi- or feminine strength I mean not feminist strength feminine strength why they dislike that i don't see how this is going to go over well because this stuff hasn't been historically doing well cracker barrel is pulling out of portland because of the crime wave how are you running out cracker barrel you know that it's bad when cracker barrel is leaving they confirmed that they are shuttering its location at the jansen beach mall they said that they evaluated the performance of the store and the crime is up and it's just it's bad we're not going to we're not doing it anymore the Bidens are staying for free at a $20 million South Carolina mansion. I mean, I guess I'm happy someone else is footing the bill instead of the taxpayer because we pay enough for Hunter's mansion as it is. But what a bad optic while everybody is struggling, right? And Kim, Jong- Kim Jong-un was apparently seriously ill with COVID, but they blamed South Korea for sending infected leaflets over the border in a recent meeting where everybody cried about him having been sick. Stay with us. Eric Schmidt next. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. Well, I'm sure that's Merrick Garland. I'm Dana Lash. Welcome back to the program. That was the Attorney General speaking yesterday, a very short, terse, five-minute 
uh, statement with no questions from the press. And earlier we were asking the question like Kevin Kleinsmith, like Lisa Page, like Peter Strzok, like Andrew McCabe, like James Comey, or all of the whistleblowers that are coming forward and telling uh, Chuck Grassley and others uh, that there has been a lot of work within the Bureau to suppress information about the investigation and the contents of the laptop with Hunter Biden uh, to affect and positively his father's campaign. I mean, these are, you know, these are some serious questions. We have uh, we've been going over the FBI, the IRS, the overreach of all of these institutions. And I think it's I just think it really underscores how it's more important now than ever that you send good people to D.C. And on that point, joining us right now, the current attorney general of my home state of Missouri and the Missouri Republican nominee and future U.S. Senator from Missouri, Eric Schmidt. Good to see you, sir. Thanks for joining us today. First off, I've just I I get the impression that there are enough people, there are a lot of people in rank and file FBI, because I don't know the number of whistleblowers that are coming out on this, but there are so many examples that are out in the open for voters to see of impropriety on behalf of the, that's conducted by members of this bureau. So it's a little tone deaf for Merrick Garland to come out and accuse the people that the bureau has been kicking in the face for the past decade of calling them names and saying they should stop it. I kind of wanted to get your, your reaction to this. Uh, he's done incredible damage uh, to the Department of Justice reputation. There's reputation. There's no doubt about that. And the FBI because of the over um, politicization of that office now. I mean, this is unprecedented. It's unreal, quite frankly. You know, the weaponization we see right now from the Department of Justice against political enemies that Joe Biden has picked out. I mean, just a few examples. Obviously, you have what happened this week with a pre-dawn raid of the former president, a political one-time a political opponent likely future political opponent. This is third world banana republic stuff. There's mm. no way around it. It just is. And then you look and see how they went after parents uh, who had the guts to show up at school board meetings, going after them as domestic terrorists under the Patriot Act. Yeah. Um, you've got a situation where they're looking the other way on the on the Hunter Biden. That's a real national security issue. you got another example where an angry mob was trying to intimidate Supreme Court justices outside their homes they didn't do anything about it, even though it violates federal law, even after a Supreme Court justice where there was an attempted assassination. Now you've got 87,000 IRS agents. They're, you know, asking for people who, you know, know how to use a weapon for the, you know, as they get fan across the country. This is crazy. And in fact, if this was happening in another country, our State Department would be warning people about it. Yeah. And I think that's how serious this is. This is not the United States of America. We're supposed to be a free country. And you're not supposed to have the Department of Justice, you know, taking aim at political enemies. Uh, It's just it's a disaster. You had sent we're talking to the attorney general of Missouri and a future U.S. senator from the state as well, current Republican nominee. You had sent a letter out just yesterday uh, to the uh, to Charles Reddick, the commissioner of the IRS, uh, asking, you know, talking about the expansion of the IRS. Uh, the militarization of the agency and you noted some of the stuff that we've been discussing too that uh, they were the criminal investigation division of the IRS because there's the CI division and then there's the regular agents which I don't understand why they need and a criminal why they need that kind of division they there was a, a a GAO report 
I have this up that was inv- that was looking into how much money they've actually spent um, over like the past like, 10 years. Uh, it, there was a report that showed that they had spent like 11 million dollars on firearms and ammunition and uh, military type equipment, etc. And even crazier, even crazier, uh, this from the IG of the Treasury, they were saying that a lot of these federal, the, a, a lot of these agencies, a lot of these agents back from t- 2009 to 2011, they had 11 accidental discharges of a firearm that actually imp- hurt uh, property or caused injury to people. They had more accidental discharges than they did intentional discharges. It sounds like these are people who are not fit for the job. We're expanding it. I don't understand. I mean, this this is insane. Why do they need? This is not what the well-regulated militia is supposed to look like. No, and, and by the way, 87,000 agents now um, to go after uh, small business owners and individuals. Um, I mean, these folks have completely lost their way, and... That's more people, by the way, than we have in a lot of these other divisions, including the border, you know, the more yeah. people that we have in, in Border Patrol. Uh, and think about that. If we actually had, you know, the Democrats are are um, flabbergasted at the idea that you would have trained, you know, veterans, right? People who have used to use firearms protecting schools. But meanwhile, they're okay with, you know, arming IRS agents across the country. I mean, it's it's about power and control. This is a pro-authoritarianism party now. Yes. Uh, the founders never envisioned, never envisioned the administrative state like this. And that's one of the, you know, one of the things I've talked about on the campaign trail. But when I get to the Senate, I'm going to take a wrecking ball of the administrative state. This stuff's out of control. They're not accountable to anybody. And our system of self-government really relies on the idea that people are accountable. You can see what the decisions they made. You send them there. You send them home. You know, the deputy undersecretary of the EPA or the IRS, nobody knows who these people are, yet they do things like this. And Dana, this followed up a letter that we sent also mm. to, um, which I, you may want to touch on also. Chris but Ray, to, FBI. Uh, to Chris Ray. And this was, by the way, before the, the, the raid of, of Trump's private residence. This was them saying that they're going to come in and audit CCW um, permits in Missouri to local sheriffs. So I saw this ridiculous. story. Not to, we're talking with Attorney General Eric Schmidt and and Missouri Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. I saw this story. I'm trying to figure out how they think that they have a legal standing to do that. Well, I don't know if they do or they don't, but we told them flat out, you don't. You're not welcome in Missouri to do this. There's actually not only do we have the Second Amendment Preservation Act that we're defending in court right, right. now, but we also have a statute specific to this because a few years ago when barack obama was president we caught wind of it the missouri legislature passed a law that made it very clear that the only people that should have access and can have access to individual ccw permits in those counties are those local sheriffs who of course are elected now here you have the federal government through the fbi saying we want to know who these people are and we fired back and said you have completely lost your the trust of the missouri people the Second Amendment is very important. There is no way we're going to allow you to come in and create your own database now who has a firearm or mm-hmm. who's a CCW permit holder. And so it's just another example, Dana, of these folks, um, uh, this is, they've completely lost their way. This is yeah. a political, uh, this is a political organization now, and it's terrible for our country. And it ought to, it ought to make everybody, I don't care what your political persuasion is, very concerned. Mm, and I want to point everyone out that Attorney General Schmidt was like one of the first people out with this because this was back in July. And to give people a little more context, they had, ra- I mean, maybe more since this, since the story that I have, but it said they had randomly audited. And this is the FBI. 
24 sheriff's offices in Missouri. They were looking at CCW details. Thankfully, all of them refused to comply because this is a state-issued, state-regulated, state-managed, state-financed program. I don't know if there's a weird way you can argue a commandeering clause violation it's just bizarre that they just start doing this now and and i'm wondering if they're doing this in other states but you had a pretty tough letter that you sent to to chris ray though i have to say yeah we did we wanted to make it very clear you're not welcome here to do this it it violates missouri law and um we we had sheriffs come to us sort of whistleblowers i guess say hey we just got this from um, from the FBI and they intend to audit. And we said, well, we've got your back on this because Missouri law is very clear. They don't have the right to access this information. They just don't. And the idea that they're coming in trying to sort of Bigfoot their way in to do it. And then you just see all these other things happening. I mean, we push back when, again, trying to weaponize the FBI against parents who show up to school board meetings. You had some school board uh, creating FBI tip lines. I mean, this is not America, right? This yeah. is not the America that we believe in where individuals have rights and they pursue their dreams. You know, the states created the federal government to be a government of limited powers. The states had to agree on it, right? And then here we are now with the federal government trying to continue to expand that authority. And I think one of the things, one of the big fights of our generation, Dana, is to put the federal government back in its place. It's gotten way too big. It spends way too much money. It's doing things that was never intended to do. And by the way, Congress doesn't vote on half this stuff. It's just these agencies that go about doing it. And in this instance, it's up to the states in our system of federalism to push back and to win. That's how we stop the OSHA yeah. vaccine mandate. I mean, you had an agency created to make sure forklifts beep when they back up, was trying to force a medical procedure on 80 million Americans. And we pushed back. Missouri was the first state. We stopped it. And now what do you see from the CDC? They're backtracking on all this stuff that they said was gospel. And if you dare disagree with it, they try to cancel you. And so, again, we just have to keep pushing back. This is our country, and we've got a republic to save, and you need proven conservative fighters to go do it. And I think that's one of the messages that resonated in our campaign. Oh, yeah, that's why Missourians, I've never seen such a landslide victory in any primary ever in that state. And I've been involved in the streets in that state with grassroots, phone banking, I mean, for t- over 10 years. And it was it was pretty unbelievable. Talking with Eric Schmidt, Attorney General for Missouri and Missouri Republican candidate for U.S. Senate. That That's led everyone, I've, and, and, and speaking of sending good people to the Senate, I've, I'm seeing more and more Republicans have not like firebomb throwing, you know, like shocking, kind, you know, on purpose kind of conversations, but genuine conversations. Are we at the point now where the FBI is so politicized that we need to rethink having it and, and instead have, you know, just have our state, our states manage this state by state? I mean, I don't know where I, I, I want to abolish anything that's not Article 1, Section 8. But I don't know how, if the political appetite is there to do it. How do you handle that stuff? Because those are conversations that your colleagues, when you get to the Senate, are going to want to have. Well, first of all, there's no way I think Merrick Garland should be able to survive this. I mean, he ought to be uh, impeached or resign. Uh, And you look at the just the series of um, heavy handed tactics from the Department of Justice. I mean, they canceled. We had a anyway. It's just it's a total mess. But one thing I think that's absolutely true is when we take this majority back, we've got to do something with it. I think what people are what I hear on the ground is, hey, it's great to get the majority, but we need the right people there who are going to flip the tables over and be disruptors. And what that means is a complete top to bottom review. Mm. Clear your calendar, save your documents. You're coming in before whatever committee is in charge of oversight. 
and it's time to clean house. And that's true, by the way. I don't think Anthony Fauci should get away with the stuff that he was doing either. No. Gain of function research, the lies from the CDC. Bring them in. Iran-Contra-like, wall-to-wall, day-night hearing. And not this ridiculous spectacle of the January 6th committee, which is a total joke and just meant a, a distraction for Biden's failures. I mean real questions about things that people did. Who are you flagging? Who are you trying to cancel? Who are you working with at big tech? How are you outsourcing your censorship? How are you deplatforming people? How are you going after parents? What documents did you get from the National School Boards Association? You need some serious mm. people up there who are going to raise hell. Yeah. And that's what I intend to do. Oh, I agree. I agree. I would. And, and the FBI needs to make the case as to why they should continue to exist as a bureau. I really I'm at that point now. Persuade me. Show me. Show me the argument why you need to continue existing. Because as of right now, I'm in Camp No. Last quick question. With everything with the IRS, it's not technically an Article 1, Section 8 entity. I'm all about state regulation. This might be kind of a tough question. I'm going to throw you a hardball. But if there was something that came up in the Senate that was about abolishing the IRS, would you be in favor of that? Probably, probably. I think at a bare minimum here, look, the IRS is supposed to be sort of a compliance agency, right? And what's happening is you got to put the genie back in the bottle. And I think you absolutely have to do it. I mean, look, we don't want people cheating on their taxes. Okay, you don't because... That's not the right thing. You can't to do cheat anything. on government it, theft. We can't do that. <laughs> right, right. But but the reality is, where they're at right now is using this to punish political enemies. I mean, yeah. there have been scandals before, right, of going after conservative nonprofits. That's the problem right now. Is when these agencies have been um, hijacked to be, you know, weaponized to go after political enemies, and that again is what happened in so many countries across mm-hmm. the world. It's happened since the beginning of time. You know, the person that gets in the power wants to reward and absolute power. United States of America is supposed to be different. We're supposed to be a country of laws and that, you know, Lady Justice wears a blindfold for a reason. It's not supposed to matter what colored jersey you have on. Right. We can have our political disagreements. We can have our political debates. That belongs in the Article One branch. right, Right. With Congress. But when you get into the Article Two branch with the executive branch and they have no accountability, and they're going after political enemies. That is the stuff that we absolutely have right. to be unafraid to not only call out, but to put a stop to and end it for good. And so wherever that leads us, I, you know, I'm going to be a part of it. There you go right there. Well, hopefully I would love to see a graduated consumption tax, ideally. I would even be persuaded about a fair tax. We'll see. We got we to gotta get you to D.C. first, though. I say that because we cannot have any more of these crazy people going to D.C. in the Senate and voting on like the tax bill that we're seeing can't have it eric schmidt attorney general missouri and republican nominee missouri for u.s senate or yeah u.s senate i was i'm like i was getting ready to call you senator attorney general all at once you got a lot there's (laughs) a lot happening but uh it's uh we're good it's congratulations i haven't been able to i don't think tell you congratulations no i did can tell tell him congratulations you did did. yeah i did i did it's friday we're dealing we're waiting for the warrant to get unsealed it's It's crazy by the way Dana, we dominated in uh, Jefferson County, which I know that you would absolutely appreciate. I'm pretty much related to everybody there. I I mean, I have like a huge family. I'm related to everybody there. Good to see you. Eric Schmidt, as always, take care. Thank you so much for your time today. Mm -hmm. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. So just an FYI, apparently the warrant has been unsealed, and we're going to bring you all of that here uh, in in just a little bit, because we're we just Wall Street Journal just broke it, so we have that for you. All right, so 
quickly Florida man. Now, golly, this is from, this is, man, this is rough. This is in Naples. A man was arrested after he set fire to multiple cars at a southwest Florida home while hallucinating. Collier County deputies arrested Craig Lum after he set fire to several vehicles at a Naples home on Sunday. They said that the victim awoke around midnight. They smelled smoke. Upon exiting the home, the victim found an active fire in his car and another fire outside of the vehicle. He was unsuccessful with his little tiny small extinguisher. So when deputies arrived on scene, they found that also a bench was on fire in the victim's driveway. And when they began, when they got, they, they got Lum, and when they began to question him, he started hallucinating or maybe making it up about objects that weren't there. He was taken to North Collier Hospital for evalu- evaluation before being arrested on a first-degree arson charge. I want to know what he was trying to burn. Like, did he know he was burning somebody's car? You know, I just, I've got some questions about that. All right, coming up, 11 sets of classified documents in the Trump search. According to the inventory, we're going to go through some of this. Coming up, don't go anywhere. Back in a minute. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. So that is Merrick Garland yesterday. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you this Friday, our third hour. So uh, apologies, small correction. It's uh, a leak. It's just the DOJ leaking everything. Nothing's unsealed. There's more leaks from the DOJ. They went out and talked about integrity. They keep saying that the, that the warrant is out, but uh, so far it's just leaks from DOJ. And again, we're following all of this while we are live on air. So uh, we're I want to make sure we get it everything correctly here for you. But from so let me tell you what we do know. So this is this is from Wall Street Journal. I think it actually I think there was a bunch of stuff. I think that there were things that were leaked. I know things were leaked to Washington Post last night. And I think that there there was another leak. Well, let me take that back. There was something leaked to Newsweek the, the day after the raid. There was a WAPO leak yesterday. And then there was another leak this morning to Newsweek. And then I think now Wall Street Journal has some of that. And then I do, I think that the warrant is unsealed. But we don't know anything yet because this is all just happening right now. Uh, so we're going to, we'll bring you all. This is what we know. So this manifest let's pull this up this is the wall street journal piece they said that first off they noted the legal controversy over the process of declassification because technically the way that i and there there's a lot of controversy and arguing between lawyers on this all i know is that some argue that when trump leaves the white house if he has a classified record in his position by his action it is declassified now how if that is applicable to leaving the white house and then finishing your term, I don't know what the statute, I don't know how the statute defines that. Uh, so the point is that there's, there's argument over that. There's the legal argument over that process. So they said that the warrant, which was signed by Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, showed FBI agents sought to search the 45 office, as well as all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used 
by the former president and his staff and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including all structures or buildings on the estate. They, the document says, and this is all from the document, they did not seek access to search private guest rooms such as those of Mar-a-Lago members. So this would be, I mean, so basically the DOJ was leaking everything from this warrant. So this is the warrant that the Wall Street Journal is going off of. So, the, isn't that crazy? You can't even tell what's actually the unsealed because there's so much that the DOJ has leaked after they went out and talked to you about their integrity. So, the all of this, they said they were looking for these. They didn't seek access to the private guest rooms. So, like Mar-a-Lago members, they didn't. Uh, they said uh, this, the, I, and I, I, the list includes references to a set of documents marked as various classified TSSCI documents, and that's abbreviation for top secret sensitive compartmented information, and that uh, they collected four sets of four sets of top secret documents, three sets of secret documents, three sets of confidential documents, and we don't. Ha- they said there's no other detail about. Okay. <laughs> There you go. No other detail. <sighs> so, they they noted in this the twenty so twenty boxes of items, uh, binders of photos, a handwritten note, an executive grant of clemency for Roger Stone. That is apparently a list of items removed from the property, and. Included in the list was information about the president of France. It was a three-page list. So. Oh, handwritten note. Quel horror. Oh, my gosh. So. Here. I, I don't know. It, this is. It sounds. Because they were there for nine and a half hours. And it. you. I mean, it, it's something that you have to be super specific with. But they went through everything. So. I think it's really, really hard to keep it to just that. It, just say, oh, we were there to check on some con- some some classified documents when you were there for nine and a half hours. It you know we went through everything. It clearly kind of indicates that you they were you were looking for something else. And they brought a safe cracker. Remember that they brought a, a whole safe cracker with them. So this is. This is what's interesting. You would have to have some, some, you know, some idea of that specificity to go do that. So all of these, all of these items, and I'm looking through this Wall Street Journal piece. The, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't know how this is not still politically motivated. They could seize everything. The Wall Street Journal piece says that they were able to get. You know, obviously, anything that was in violation of, you know, statute, they could they could take so that they took this. So they took those classified. They took that those 20 boxes, some of it confidential, some of it classified, some of it top secret, apparently is what it is, what it had. I just still find it weird that he had any kind of nuclear documents. If he did, that's the thing. So I. I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is, I'm still not seeing, I mean, Kane, what to make of it? 
to me, I'm always suspect when they leak out information like this, especially on a Friday, uh, because I know how... The, I want the PDF of the warrant. Yeah, that's something I haven't been able to find yet. Have you found it? No. I, I don't see it yet either. But I think they're limiting the information to keep the speculation going throughout the weekend, uh, because I think this is a giant nothing burger. We're going to find mm. out next week. Yeah. Yeah, the PDF isn't out yet. So this is... I have another report here. This is Brooke Singman. Uh, this just 13 minutes ago. So with this, because so, uh, be, they're they're going off of uh, the warrant, which as soon as I have it, but they said it doesn't reveal any details about the records seized, various classified TSSCA documents, uh, leather-bound box of documents, binders of photos, handwritten notes, miscellaneous documents, miscellaneous top secrets. That's it gets into that. Um, that's it. That's we don't know anything else yet. That's the property receipt. That's from Fox News. So they they so anybody talking about all this stuff, they're looking at Wall Street Journal and Fox News. So they viewed the property receipt. So that's what they have in this piece that posted 13 minutes ago. And the warrant gave agents the authority to seize all physical documents, records, constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, others other items illegally possessed in violation of U.S. code. Yeah, so that's... So where, and, where is it? Where's the property received? Well, Fox viewed... They reviewed it, but I haven't seen... Oh, it'll it'll come out at some point. So as soon as I see it. But then they're, they're all saying that this is not giving any, any, any inside... Um, any insight into what any of those boxes contained or uh, what it is that they were specifically looking for. I mean, I can't emphasize this enough. If, if, unless they walk, I mean, unless they can really justify this, you can't just say, well, we think you might have some, you know, nuclear, because the timeline doesn't, it just doesn't add up. I've been saying this for, what, three days now. It just doesn't add up. If they were so worried about something that time was of the essence, why all of, why did they wait 18, I mean, almost 19 months, and then, and then they were already talking with him, he had already turned over and they were very cordial. So why all of a sudden now do you have to rush and do that? I just, do you, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't, there, it doesn't make sense. So I, I don't know. I'm telling you, it sounds like a dangerous game they're playing. So this is the property receipt that they viewed. And looking at a couple of other things, it showed that um, they actually, so the, here's the, something else interesting. And I noticed this from, so this was from Fox. The warrant that authorized the search, it was issued on August 5th, three full days before the raid. Right? Yeah. The raid was August 8th. Now, when we learned of the raid, that was when Trump had made a statement about it, and that was towards the end of our show. Actually, no, it was that evening, right? Right after we got off air. So that was August 8th. This was issued on August 5th. If it, time was of the essence, and remember, that is one of the, that's one of the leaked items. That was to Newsweek. That would... Yeah, Newsweek, I think, or Washington Post, that was leaked from the DOJ. Time was of the essence. They wanted to act quickly. One of the reasons why was because they thought Trump was going to destroy something. Or And then now the thing that came out last night uh, was that, oh, it was because nuclear information. That's why. Nuclear documents. But why did you wait three days? 
That's a million dollar question, right? Is that normal? That does not seem normal at all. So if it's issued on the 5th, yeah, and where's the probable cause? That's the other thing. So the warrant was issued on the 5th, and it's, ex- it's executed on the 8th. Does that sound like time was of the essence, Kane? No. If they were so worried about these documents, as soon as that warrant was issued, they'd be there. Yeah. I, it doesn't make sense. No, they're playing this like they're playing it with the news cycle. If anybody understands how the news cycle works, this is exactly how they're playing it is with the news cycle. On August 5th, they wouldn't get any traction on doing something then. It would get buried. But doing it during the week? Yeah. That's how you capitalize on the news cycle. And this is what they're doing. And yeah. now they're leaking out these little pieces of information without any details, no PDFs, no anything. All so that this weekend people can just speculate all weekend long about how bad this is. Because even if you see they they talked about various classified TSSCI documents, they're not being specific about any of that. They floated this whole nuclear documentation as well. There's nothing that proves that that's correct. But this is the speculation they want going into the weekend news cycle. Yeah. Uh I just, I would like to know if that's, I don't think that that's common. That doesn't seem common, right? No. Uh, I, yeah, there's a million questions here. The items taken in this. So they, yeah, so the Wall Street Journal reviewed the documents. They're providing the description. That apparently this is not, the, any PDFs are not out. Oh, you know I'm going to email you newsletter subscribers. I'm still, no, yeah, no probable cause. There's nothing really, I don't think that this gives us any further insight. Aside from it was, it was signed by uh, the judge on the 5th and executed on the 8th. That's, to me, the most, the most interesting thing about this. And the reason I say that is, is keep that on the table with the excuse that was given, leaked by DOJ. This was leaked to Newsweek that they were trying to move when he was out of town because they didn't want to make a big deal out of it. And so that, but time was of the essence at the same time. So you had time was of the essence in WAPO, this and, oh my gosh, if you're going to leak, get at least like have the same narrative. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So... Here's a headline. So it says one million children in London were offered polio boosters after virus was the virus was detected in the sewage. Okay, so this is this is in this was in London that this took place, uh, and this was the discovery of polio virus and sewage in the British capital. Now check this headline. This is from that one was from CNN. This is from the Hill, New York. The virus that causes polio has been found in New York City's wastewater. And it's quietly spreading, says health officials, amongst unvaccinated people. So they're doing not it's not as bad, apparently, as what London has. Why is this happening? So they I mean, I get they because they test sewage water for this stuff. So they said that they are um, they're trying to deal with this uh, that in London. That's just uh, interesting to me. Uh, Also, man, this guy. Can you imagine? No, nobody can. This is from a British paper in Metro. A man woke up to go to the bathroom and then 
he couldn't actually get up because he found out that he was actually in a coffin and had been buried alive because he was sacrificed. Victor Alvarez, 30 years old, smashed out of a casket. He passed out in El Alto, Bolivia. He'd been drinking heavily the night before at the opening of the Mother Earth Festival where they use sacrifice like live animals and, you know, cocoa leaves and put cocoa leaves out and all this stuff. They said that... um, Victor claims that he was among the human sacrifices. Some fears still offered in ancient style rituals to satisfy the goddess. They had like all these people. They didn't even let the dude wipe his face off before they had the media there interviewing him. So thankfully he was able to get out. But man, can you imagine? Don't drink heavily in Bolivia. Just saying. We have a lot more on the way. Uh, Don't miss anything. We got the latest coronavirus and with this warrant. Stick with us. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear uh, uh, materials may or may not have been in there. I do not believe there were any in there. The legal team had done a very thorough search and had turned over. We've been very cooperative with uh, the Biden administration and the DOJ and turned over everything that we found that we had. So it's my understanding on very good belief based on a thorough investigation that there was nothing there. Mm. So that's Christina Bob, Trump's attorney. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. And bear with us because stuff is coming in like a like a water hose now. It's like drinking from a water hose. So there's some more. So Charles Gasparino has more detail um, on how the warrant. Now, this is according to Bob and uh, another. I can't find this person's name. Another attorney. According to Trump's lawyers, Initially, the FBI would not hand over the warrant. They allowed a photo to be taken, and only later did Trump's lawyers get the warrant. They say, and it, they say that it was incomplete. And I don't, I don't know. It's weird. So I don't know. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of information out about this. And I want to, you know, we're just going to kind of manage. I'm going to tell you what's coming in as we're getting in. But one of the, so this is, I think what this shows is that this could have been handled so differently, Kane. Could have been handled so differently. You know, I mean, it's like a neighbor borrows something from you. And. You want to go retrieve it and they say they're going to give it back. And then you've been talking about you're going to and, and then somehow you end up swatting him or something. I don't know. It just seems so insane. Trump has a statement out right now. He says this, quote, number one, it was declassified. Number two, they didn't need to seize anything. New statement seven minutes ago. They could have had it anytime they wanted without playing politics and breaking into Mar-a-Lago. It was in secured storage with an additional lock put on as per their request. That's kind of interesting. He adds, they could have had it any time they wanted, and that includes long ago. All they had to do was ask. The bigger problem is, what are they going to do with the 33 million pages of documents, many of which are classified that President Obama took to Chicago? Actually, that's not a bad point that he makes. That's an actual legitimate thing. Um, the deal that Obama's people had when he left office, Washington Post wrote about this, and so, so did the New York Post. The <clears throat> excuse me, the deal apparently was that they were being digitized because he's having his presidential library created in Chicago, and there was a whole bunch of controversy over the architecture of it, and you know how much land it took, and the park, and all this stuff. That's not the point. The point is that 
the response from his lawyers, as I understand it, Miranda Devine, I believe, let me pull this up, had the story that they were going to digitize all of this for the National Archives, and it was never done, hasn't even been done yet. It's never done. So that's, I think, a legitimate thing to bring. That's a legitimate point. So, I mean, you kind of have to wonder why there was that difference in treatment, you know? So I, I don't know. But he says, and, and I also just don't, I just don't under, I just don't understand the breakdown from the initial meeting with the FBI and the feds, et cetera, and their attorneys and Trump's attorneys. I mean, I, I mean, we had it as a headline. I didn't even actually, I mean, Kane, I remember this because when I went to look in my bookmarking system, I was pulling all this stuff up. We had these headlines for like my quick five and they were just little things. You know, he's meeting with them about national archive stuff. And it was just like, eh, you know, it's like, here's a headline that's like customary. So how did it go from that to this? That's what I think the question that we would all like to know. Huh. I mean, how many other sensitive documents do presidents have? I mean, in their possession, the Clintons got in a lot of trouble because they took a lot of stuff when they left. Remember, they were taking furniture and letters and all kinds of stuff. And I, you know, I... I will say this. This is kind of what it looks like to me at this point. I don't think that there's any way. One thing that seems certain is that the way that the DOJ and the FBI went about this was entirely inexcusable. Your politics should not dictate your position on that. Because measure how you would feel if the affiliate, the political affiliation of the individual involved was different. Someone that you were more amenable to. I don't think it is up for debate that it was inexcusable how it was handled because it's a mess now. And the DOJ made it messier because they started leaking. They started leaking to the Wall Street or to, to the Washington Post. They started leaking to Newsweek. I mean, right when Merrick Garland One of the links that I gave you all that I put in the email for our subscribers for my daily radio prep, and I was compiling it after radio, after he gave his statement, I mean, not even 45 minutes, the story from WAPO hit. It was another leak from DOJ. I even put it in the prep. They made it even worse because they started leaking all this information, and then you had leaks going to Newsweek trying to absolve garland and and go at ray and then that was wrong and then you had other leaks that were saying that time they acted like time was of the essence that wasn't the exact language that they used but they were saying that it was an incredibly important urgent and that's why they needed to act with the speed that they did and then you have it was you know they waited 18 months though and then at first it was documents that had to do with the national archives and then now it's like um, nuclear material? I mean, I'm really confused about this. I'm, I'm confused. Right? 
I don't know. <sighs> what? Any thoughts? My initial thought has been the same since the beginning of this, back on the 8th when we heard all about it. They, they have not been able to legally destroy him, right? They legally have been challenging him ever since he was president with two impeachments, Russia collusion, you name it. They've been trying to legally destroy him. They haven't been able to because he hasn't done anything illegal. But now they want to politically destroy him this is how afraid they yeah. are of him in my well, opinion. well and see that's so then, we talked about that not to interrupt you i don't mean to interrupt you but let me get your response to this so after trump beat hillary clinton did they give her life by constantly hitting her i mean you could say oh they did lock her up that was during the that was during the campaign though but throughout his presidency did you hear him constantly refer to her in every single speech and get people to, uh, like con- and with the no, media constantly they did not she just sort of faded into you know, at least electoral obscurity to where any, you know, approval that she had dissipated afterwards. So if they were so afraid of him, why the hell did they give him an injection of adrenaline and solidify everybody rallying around him? Well, I think in Hillary's case, it was beneficial to her to be out of the face of the media uh, yeah. uh, because of all of what she had just went That's through with the Benghazi and her, her, um, what difference you know, her emails that she literally took hammers to and bleach bit to. And after they were asked, after they were subpoenaed, they were destroyed. That's clearly obstruction of justice. James Comey overlooked it. Um, and it was it's just a sad state of affairs. But it was more beneficial for Hillary to be out of the face of the media during that time. And Trump did not. And by the way, she was also claiming that it was a stolen election. Remember when after 2016 and she lost, yeah. that was her thing was to go out and say it was. A, oh, well, not a just hers. Election. Nancy Pelosi. The and entire left else. thing. Yeah. So, they so had, here's the other. Here's the other question. I really feel like at this point, it's kind of one or two things. There's going to be a major consequence at some point. Um, I can't imagine Garland indicting him. I can't imagine, well, not indicting, it would be the jury. I can't imagine charges being brought with anything related to the Presidential Records Act. That would be just stupid considering the precedent we've talked about previously with the Clintons and Obama. Um but either they're going to charge them or what's going to happen is they're going to take someone who was actually incredibly hesitant from everything that I've heard from people. He was not, not he was pretty hesitant about running again. They're going to make it to where he runs again. I mean, I think one of the two things are going to happen. Yeah, I agree with that. But also, I know that if they had something as damning as being able to charge him, A, they would have already done it. And B, that would be the, the dominating narrative. Mm-hmm. And as we see it, it is not. It is about these, quote-unquote, classified documents. It's about the, quote-unquote, boxes of documentation. We are still in the dark, almost 100%, on what, what's happened at Mar-a-Lago. And I think that's by, that's by design. Yeah. Int- yeah, I, I do agree. I will say this. There's a piece, I'm going to put this... Uh, I might I'm, I think what I'm going to do is a, normally I don't send out a prep email on Saturday because I'm not on air on Saturday. I think I'm going to do a roundup of all of this for you all for the subscribers. Uh, and it's over at Substack. You can find the link in all of my social media profiles. Kimberly Strassel has a Wall Street Journal piece. And I think that this is very important. She, the headline is the payback for Mar-a-Lago will be brutal. What went around Monday will come around hard for Democrats when Republicans control the Justice Department and FBI. Now I'm this is how I'm looking at this. She's not talking about actual accountability. There's a difference between accountability and then getting even. There's a big difference. She's 
I know enough about, after everything I've seen in politics, both sides, and specifically Democrats more so, but Republicans are not beyond being tempted to use authority for ill will. And I say this having been part of the Tea Party. So we kind of saw some of that. That's why it's so important to make sure that these people are held accountable. But what I think what Strassel is getting into is that this is more than just, you know, holding someone accountable. There is going to be a reckoning. And that, I think, might push us further and further from that point that at some point used to exist where we at least thought that you know maybe some of these agencies weren't maybe you know they maybe they weren't so into i don't know maybe they weren't so into political targeting maybe they are not as much as before we're just getting you know and maybe it's a good thing maybe it's a good thing that we're getting away from that point maybe we need to have that conversation about abolishing all this stuff you know, going back to true state regulated Article 1, Section 8 governance, where we are a loosely united group of states and we control everything that was relegated to us after defense. Not really relegated. We relegated national defense to the federal government. But my point is that maybe it spurs us into more limited government. I mean, that's, you know, me being optimistic and I'm not an optimist, but I just I don't know. But I do know this. There's a, we, we know what we know and we know what we don't. And there are a lot of people who, like right now with the warrant and everything else, are going to be telling you stuff that they think that, you, that they know and they don't. Right? The stuff that I'm reading to you for, about the warrant is from news entities that have seen things but were not allowed to actually get a copy of it. So unless you see it with your own eyes, you know, that's, I mean, I, I, I just want to make sure that we're, be, and it doesn't even, it doesn't matter if they share your political affiliation or if they share your beliefs. Question everything, because even the devil can cite scripture. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. I may be on uh, in Tucker Carlson's hour on Fox this evening. I'm on standby for the hour. It's all where it's all wait and see. It's all based around this warrant stuff and sign up for the newsletter. We'll have that for you as well. The other big stories, the CDC recommendations, they're no longer uh, making any kind of distinction between the people who have been vaccinated, air quotes vaccinated and the people who haven't. And they're saying, yes, you know, you can get infected after you get your injection. So there's the breakthrough. And they finally are considering natural immunity. So are all of the people who were fired for not getting the jab, including members of the military, are they going to get their jobs back? Is there going to be a national apology from the administration when they were using the phrase pandemic of the unvaccinated over and over and over again. Do all the people who decided to like end friendships and, you know, excommunicate people because they weren't injected, do they feel bad and ridiculous about their behavior now? I wonder. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt so too. I'm also hearing, is it Pennsylvania schools are requiring masks for 10 days days of school? Philadelphia specifically. So Philadelphia schools are are for the first 10 days of the school year. They came out with that today. They're apparently going to require masks, even though masks don't work. And there was no basis in science for it either, nor for the six feet of distance. I mean, these are hashtag facts. How quickly the the idiocy spread. It spread faster than the virus. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you, you had, I mean, I think... 
for under the the guise of trying to do something that's like you know kind of like what they just wanted to be seen as doing something it, it was almost as if the consequence of not doing something even if it was in fact ineffective was like greater than yeah. the spread to these people it it just but it is escalated wild. beyond that i mean everyone was sick until proven healthy that's how mm-hmm. it escalated to um i hope we never get there again i mean it irrevocably changed relationships in this country and you know the idea there were people who were referring to the the, uh, the people who had natural immunity as being murderers because they didn't get the injection and now the cdc is like yeah well you know now we're not going to make any distinct any distinction there's no differentiation between the between the groups yeah so this is that's shameful absolutely shameful but you know what it says a lot because if a real if relationships or or anything like that were so fragile that uh, you know they would the government they would listen to the government edict on how to manage their associations then it wasn't much of a relationship at all and as far as the jobs go for all of the people who you know lost their jobs particularly the military that's I tell you what today in stupidity Kane. all right Robert Francis O'Rourke also known as beta Beta O'Rourke was out there talking about oh um, gosh, this guy. constitutionally protected rights, and he's he asked the question, is any constitutional protected right absolute? In my opinion, yes, but let's go. Now, there's another decision for us to make. It, is the Second Amendment absolute, or are there some restrictions on it? Is, is any constitutionally protected right absolute? He doesn't even know what that means in the context. I mean, it is absolute in, when you're discussing infringement from government. And it's also, of course, as, as Scalia noted and as, as the different uh, colonies, uh, their laws on this noted, I mean, for commonly owned things. So when people are like, but can you have a nuke? That's not a, an arm, first of all. So stupid. Folks, I might be on Fox tonight. Watch Facebook. Have a great night. Great weekend. Don't take the bait. Don't bend the knee. And I'll see you Monday.